Good morning, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we reflect on one of our college lectionary texts, and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan, and I'm Dean of the Chapel here, and I'm glad for the chance to talk with you this morning. Um, as a reminder, you can access our college lectionary at the Houghton.edu Spiritual Life webpage, so Houghton.edu backslash spiritual hyphen life, and uh, the college lectionary is there. That's just the collection of texts that we use throughout the year to kind of guide our life together, and so each day I'll be reflecting on one of those texts from now through the end of the semester, so each weekday uh, through the end of the semester. I believe that's December... 11th, I think will be the last one, and that seems a long way out now, um, but it's not as long as we think, and the world will look very different at that point, I'm sure, than it looks now in ways we can't even imagine, but it'll be my privilege to walk along each day with us, uh, Lord willing, during this time. So during this first week of the semester, we focus in on the idea of creation. That's kind of our theme for the week, and you know it makes perfect sense, I hope, to you why I would choose such a theme, because as we get started at the beginning of the year, it's just good to think about God's creative work. And so the lectionary text this week focus around the creation story, and then New Testament passages which allude to either the idea of new creation or somehow complement the creation story, as well as Psalms uh, that complement it as well. And so today, uh, for Monday, I'd like us to think about uh, the very beginning, the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through 13. Let me go ahead and uh, read those for you. I think it's a very important chapter here at the beginning of the Bible. Um, it, it's uh, often something we kind of overlook or we get bogged down in the wrong questions about, I think. But these first 13 verses are just very, very important, I think. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. The darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome, and it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. So right off the bat in this story, we have this incredible phrase from God, let there be light. And again, I think sometimes we get so bogged down in um, the mechanics of creation, and Christians have debated for a long time, you know, how exactly did God create, and, you know, the question of whether evolution is part of this process, or whether believing in evolution sets you in opposition to the scripture. Um, that's not something I want to 
talk about right now. I think it's a very interesting and important point. But I think sometimes we, we get bogged down in it and think it, that it's the point. Um, what, what I think is really, really important here is the idea that God speaks light into darkness. God speaks um, into the midst of utter chaos, something that helps to illumine and make sense of that chaos. The scripture kind of has this idea, you know, when we read about God kind of carving out a dome in the midst of the waters. It's interesting because um, certainly we believe that God created from nothing, and yet there's a way in which the, the, the scripture doesn't really talk about God making something from nothing, but sort of presumes there's something there at, for God to work with. The earth is a formless void, and there are these waters that God sort of carves out a dome in the midst of, and that dome, as scripture depicts it, becomes the earth. It becomes the place where we live. But, but the dome, you know, just beyond the sky, as the ancients imagined it, just beyond the sky, there are these kind of primordial waters still out there, and it's, and it's chaos. Of course, in, in the earliest uh, idea, ideas in the scripture, the, the, the sea and the water stands for chaos. It's something that's kind of totally beyond human control. Uh, you know, if, if humans are going to survive in the sea, it's only because of God's uh, care for them. So the idea of this kind of chaotic scene that's completely beyond anybody's control, God speaks into and makes light so that it can be seen, apprehended, understood. And he creates a place that is safe for life to flourish. Vegetation and eventually, as we'll find out tomorrow, um, human beings. Last week, my son Gabriel and I were watching a video the other day that was uh, a science video about the start and the end of the universe. So it wasn't, you know, when he told me he was watching this, I wanted to watch it with him because I knew it was not a Christian video. And so I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't um, speaking something that would be kind of hostile to the Christian faith. Um, but it was just really fascinating to see how they talked about at the beginning of the universe, this kind of sudden infusion of energy. Um, you know, a kind of bang and everything starts and there's light and there's stuff, planets and galaxies that just sort of emerge from this tremendous infusion of energy. And of course, my, my seven-year-old son, Gabriel, looked at me and he said, I will tell people that Genesis 1-3 is the Big Bang. <laughs> but I thought that's a really, uh, it's a, I mean, I was really glad he was making that connection, that idea of God just speaking in this tremendous infusion of energy into chaos and, and making it something that's suitable for us. I just want to lift that up to you at the beginning of the semester um, because I think there's lots of ways in which our life seems chaotic right now. I know that this has been unlike any other time as I've been preparing for a chapel to get things ready and all the different things I have to do. There's always this extra layer of preparation that I have to do now that I never had to do before in terms of thinking, okay, if this is going to be virtual, how are we going to do it? And where's it going to stream from? And who's going to host it? And all those kinds of things. I haven't had to think about that before. That's really frustrating. Um, and so it does lend to a feeling of life seeming chaotic. I have to be honest, though, that's fairly minimal when I think about the ways in which our nation and the world seem chaotic right now. Um, you know, this this was a um, a very uh, it's very difficult past week um, politically in in the world. We had another uh, unjustified shooting of an African American man by the police. 
there was, of course, um, rioting that came after that, and then uh, killing of people at the riots. Um, this was a time in which all people <laughs> feel a certain amount of chaos. It was very uh, touching to me how when the uh, NBA players decided to postpone their games or to walk out and not to play on a given night, um, just the way that they were talking about how hard life was in the bubble. And um, the temptation, of course, we have to think about the uh, very well-off NBA player living in the bubble at this luxurious hotel and, and kind of making it idealized. But for those young men to be apart from their family and their social systems for so long and, and just saying, until we started talking about it, we didn't realize how much we needed to process and how much, how just very out of control we feel at this time. This is such a time of feeling out of control in our nation. And it's a time when many Christians worry that evil will triumph ultimately. During this time, it's important for us to remember that God can speak creative energy into chaotic situations. And it's important for us to be, for Christians, to be people who speak that energy and that light into creative situations. That doesn't necessarily mean that each of us will have the same way of doing that. But it does mean that each of us can come into these situations and say, God cares about justice. God cares about peace. God cares that people are treated well and equally and fairly. And it's important for us to find creative ways to say that in the middle of a world that seems chaotic. One of the things that I most get upset about with Christians today is when we um, appear to be concerned only um, with carving out our own space for safety in the midst of chaos, when in fact the whole world right now is looking for safety and stability. And it's my prayer that our little life in Houghton could be a sign to the world, I've always said this even pre-COVID, but that our little life at Houghton could be a sign to the world of reconciliation, what it looks like to live in healthy community. And I would just pray over this at the beginning of the semester that this is a time when that's seen very clearly to a world that needs to see it and know it. So let me just close in prayer and we'll send you God, we're so thankful for your deep love for us. And we acknowledge there are so many ways, little ways and big ways, in which the world feels like a roiling sea right now. We pray, God, particularly for those who are in pain. We think about uh, Jacob Blake and his family, and we, we can't quite, uh, most of us can't quite comprehend what it would be like to be in the place where he is right now. Some of us feel it more keenly than others, but very few of us have that kind of personal connection. And so we pray for him. God, we pray for those um, who are protesting. We pray for peace and wisdom to prevail in the way that they make plain the things that are important to them. We pray, God, for your church to be there, taking solidarity uh, with those who are doing good and just things and lifting up the cause of peace and of justice. God, we pray also um, that you would be with us in the little ways that we feel a roiling sea in our own lives because that's no less real to us. And so for all the ways in which we need your light to be spoken into our chaos today, would you speak it and would you send your people to speak it today? God, we thank you for the deep love that's ours in Jesus. Make it real to us throughout today in our life together. We ask this through Christ. Amen. Well, as always, I send you out with a traditional benediction. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.